Hello and welcome to Serrated Edge. Today I'm going to be reading Harun and the Sea of Stories by uh, Sam and Rushdie. I don't know. Okay, enjoy. Okay, so I know I said I was going to be reading Harun and the Sea of Stories, but first um, I'd like to tell you something. So today, I was running, I'd ran, and, yeah, so I have ran, like, 63.8 miles since May 10th during COVID, so, I think that's pretty good, don't you? Especially considering I've never run anything before. Um... Anyway, so I was running, and, like, my body just, like, broke down. Like, it was weird. Like, normally I'm fine, and, like, my head hurt, and normally I'm fine, but, like, my head hurt, and, like, all kinds of stuff. So I had to stop running. This isn't a very happy story. Oh, well, at least I ran 2.7 miles today, and I got picked up by Dad, and, I, and so I got a Gatorade, because I ran at least a mile. Anyway, that's kind of a long story. Bye. <coughs> Chapter 3, The Dole Lake. Haroon had already smelled unhappiness on the night air. And this sudden mist positively stank of sadness and gloom. We should have stayed at home, he thought. No shortage of long faces here. Foo! shouted Rashid Khalifa's voice through the greeny yellow mist. Who made that smell? Come on, admit. Um, it's the mist, Haroon explained. It's a mist of misery. Well, but at once, Snooty Batu's voice cried out, Lenient Mr. Rashid, it seems the boy wants to cover up his stink-making with inventions. I fear he is too much like the folk of this foolish, foolish valley, crazy for make-believe. Um, what I must put up, what I must put up with, my enemies hire cheap fellows to stuff people's ears with bad stories about me, and the ignorant people just lap it up like milk. For this reason, I have turned, eloquent Mr. Rashid, to you. You will tell happy stories, praising stories, and the people will believe you. And be happy, and vote for me. No sooner had Batu uttered these words than a harsh, hot wind blew across the lake. The mist, disper the mist was dispersed, but now the wind burned into their faces, and the waters of the lake became choppy and dull. It's not in the least dull, this lake exclaimed, exclaimed Haroon. In fact, it's positively temperamental. At these, as these words left his lips, a penny dropped. This must be the Moody Land, he bursts out. Now the tale of the Moody Land was one of Rashid Khalifa's best-loved stories. It was the story of a magical country that changed constantly according to the moods of its inhabitants. 
In the Moody Land, the sun would shine all night if there was enough joyful people around, and it would go on shining until the endless sunshine got on their nerves. Then an irritable night would fall, a night full of mutterings and and discontent, in which the air felt too thick to breathe. And when people got angry, the ground would shake, and when people were muddled or uncertain about things, the Moody Land got confused as well. The outlines of its buildings and lampposts and motor cars got smudgy, smudgy, like paintings whose colors had run. And at such times, it could be diff- difficult to make out where one thing had ended and another began. Am I right? Hurin asked his father. Is this the place from the story about? Is this the place that the story was about? It made sense. Rashid was sad, so the mist of misery enveloped the swan boat. And Snooty Batu was so full of hot air that it wasn't surprising he'd conjured up this boiling wind. The Moody Land was only a story, Haroon Rashid replied. Here, here were somewhere real. When Haroon heard his father say only a story, he understood that the Shah of Blah was very depressed indeed. Because only the deep despair could have could have made only deep despair could have made him say such a terrible thing. Rashid, meanwhile, was arguing with Snooty Batu. Surely you don't you don't want me to j- tell just sugar and spice tales? He protested. Not all good stories are of that type. People can delight in. In the saddest of sob, sob, sob stuff, as long as they find it beautiful. Snooty Batu flew into a rage. Nonsense, nonsense, he shrieked. He shrieked. Terms of your engagement are crystal clear. For me, you will please to provide upbeat sagas only. None of your gloompus yarns. If you want pay, then just be gay. At once, the hot wind began to blow with redoubled force. And as Rashid sank into silent wretchedness, the greeny-yellow mist with the toilet sink came rushing towards them across the lake. And the water was angrier than ever, slopping over the side of the swan boat and rocking it alarmingly from side to side as if... It was responding to Batu's fury, and also, in point of fact, to Haroon's growing anger at, ba- at Batu's behavior. The mist enfolded the swan boat once again, and once again Haroon couldn't see a thing. What he heard were sounds of panic, the uniformed oarsmen crying out, Oh! Oh! Down we go! and the infuriated shrieks of Snooty Batu, who seemed like to take the weather conditions as a personal insult, and the more shrieks and yelps they were, the rougher the waters became, and the, the, the hotter and more violent the wind. Flashes of lightning and rolls of thunder lit up the mist, creating weird neon-like effects. Haroon decided there was nothing for it but to put his moody land theory into practice. Okay, he shouted into the mist. Everybody listen. This is very important. Everybody just stop talking. Not a word. Zip the lips. Dead silence is very important. On the count of three. One, two, three. A new note of a Tory had come in authority. What the heck? 
had come into his voice, which surprised him as much as anyone. And, uh, and as a result, the oarsmen and Batu, too, <laughs> obeyed him without a murmur. At once, the boiling breeze fell away. The thunder and lightning stopped. Then Harun made a conscious effort to control his irritation at Snooty Batu, and the waves calmed down the instant as he cooled off. The smelly mist, however, remained. D d just do one thing for me, Harun called to his father. Just this one thing. Think of the happiest times you can remember. Think of the view of the Valley of K. We saw when we came through the tunnel of I think think about your wedding day, please. A few moments later that malodorous mist tore apart like the shit shreds of an old shirt and drifted away on a cool night breeze. The moon shone down once more upon the waters of the lake. You see, Karen told his father, it wasn't only a story after all. Rashid actually laughed out loud in the light. You're a blinking good man in a tight spot, her and Khalifa, he said with an empathetic nod. Hats off to you. Go, Mr. Rashid, cried Snooty Batu. Surely you don't believe the lads hocusing and focusing? Freak weather conditions came and then went. No more to be said. Rashid kept his feelings about Mr. Batu to himself. He knew what he did, that the real world was full of magic. So magical worlds could easily be real. The houseboat was called Arabian Nights Plus One because, as Mr. Batu boasted, even in all the Arabian Nights, you never, you will never have a night like this. Each of its windows had been cut out in the shape of a fabulous bird, fish or beast, the rock of Sin Sinbad the Sailor, the whale that swallowed men. Um, a fire-breathing dragon, and so on. Light blazed out through the window so that, that fantastic monsters were visible from some distance and seemed to be glowing in the dark. Harun followed Rashid and Mr. Batu up a wooden ladder on the Verdana of intricately carved wooden... Oh, up, oh. Wooden ladder onto a verdana of intricately carved wood and into a living room with crystal chandeliers um, and throne like seats with ornately brocaded cushions and walnut tables carved in to look like flat top trees in which you could see tiny birds and also what looks like winged children but were, of course, fairies. The walls were lined with shelves full of leather-bound volumes, but most of these turned out to be fakes, concealing drinks and cabinets and broom cupboards. One shelf, however, bore a set of real books written in a language Arun could not read and illustrated with the strangest pictures he had ever seen. Erudite. I don't know. I don't think I pronounced that right. Mr. Rashid, what he was saying. You and your line of work will be interested in these. Here for your delectation and edification as the in is the entire collection of tales known as the Ocean of the Streams of Story. If you ever run out of material, you will find plenty in here. Run out? What are you saying? Rashid wildly asked. 
suddenly fearful that Batoon, Batu had known all along about the terrible events in the town of G. But Miss but Batu patted him on the shoulder. Touching Mr. Rashid. It was only a joke, a passing lightness, a cloud blown away by the breeze. Of course we wait your recital with full confidence. But Rashid was down in the depths again. It was time to call it a day. The uniformed boatmen showed Rashid and her into their bedrooms, which turned out to be even more opulent than the lounge. In the exact center of Rashid's room stood an enormous painted wooden peacock. With little flourishes of the arms, the boatman removed its back to reveal a large and comfortable bed. Her room had the adjoining room, in which he found an equally over outsized turtle, which likewise became a bed when the boatman removed its shelf. Haroon felt a little peculiar at the notion of sleeping on a turtle whose shell had been removed, but remembering his manners, he said, Thank you, it is very pleasant. Very pleasant? hooted Snooty Batu from the doorway. Inappropriate young person. You are aboard you are aboard Arabian Nights plus one. Very pleasant does not cover it all. Admit, at the very least, that it is all super marveloso, incredible, and wholly fantastic. Rashid gave her an fantastic. Okay. Rashid gave her an a look that said, We should have thrown this fellow into the lake while we had the chance, and interrupted Batu's screeches. It is, as Hearn had stated, very pleasant indeed. Now we will sleep. Good night. Batu stalked out. Good. Batu stalked out to the swan boat in the great hut. If people have no taste, was his parting shot, the best things are a waste. Tomorrow, unappreciative Mr. Sheed, it is your turn. Let us see how very ple- pleasant your audience finds you. That, mis amigos, is it. I hope you liked it. If you, I wonder if you can hear my dad playing piano. This episode was written, not written, produced, sorry, by Gavin Snyder. It was narrated by Gavin Snyder. If you would like to support Series Edge, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Uh, you can also make a poster, tell a friend about us, or send in an audio recording so we can feature it on a future episode. I hope you enjoyed this thing. Bye.